I'm in Salisbury, North Carolina with David Hagee, conductor of the Salisbury Symphony Orchestra. David, thanks for inviting me over and congratulations on your silver anniversary with the Salisbury Symphony. Thanks, Melita. I've been hearing about articles that say symphony orchestra musicians report less job satisfaction than prison guards. What's kept you and your musicians happy in Salisbury for 25 years? Well, the first thing I would say is respect. You work best in any situation when you feel you're receiving respect and you give it back. Where do your musicians come from? Several people ask me how many are from Rowan County, and I would say somewhere between 10 to 15% are from the actual county. But within a 60-mile radius of Salisbury, I would say are 95% of our musicians. Many of them play in the Greensboro Symphony, the Winston-Salem Symphony, or the Western Piedmont Symphony in Hickory, and we schedule around all of those three orchestras' rehearsals. Oh, that's an enormous task right there. Exactly. So that means you have to have a really great relationship with all of the symphonies in the surrounding area and their conductors. Yes, and I'm happy to say that the other orchestras are all very cooperative. I'm very pleased with that. I've had the privilege of talking with several conductors, and the word leadership is something that always comes up. What's your leadership style? Hmm. Be prepared. You don't stand in front of 80 people who have been trained on their instruments and in music for 20 to 30 years and even dare think it's appropriate for you to tell them how to play something unless you really try to prepare as well as you can to know what's there. Second, you respect, again, what they have accomplished and their ideas. You listen. How did you transition from being a violinist to becoming a conductor? Well, I actually didn't begin as a violinist. I wanted to be a pianist. I really, really wanted to be a pianist. But there was a violin in my grandmother's closet due to some very encouraging teachers in a school system that I will tout, I could list 30 ways in which the Indianapolis public school system made me a professional musician from a a family of no music, no record player, no piano, no anything. I am a product of the Indianapolis public schools. What other conductors have influenced your development as a professional? Well, the two that are my primary mentors. Thomas Brichetti was the associate conductor of the Indianapolis Symphony during my junior high and high school years. He became my composition teacher in my senior year and asked at that point for one of my compositions to be performed by the Indianapolis Symphony. And I got to conduct them 16 times in educational concerts with my own piece. What did that feel like the first time you heard one of your own compositions played by a symphony? It was remarkable. Now, how about later on, Otto Werner Mueller? He was the other major influence in my conducting life. He was the teacher at Yale University at the time. Uh, He was a very tall Teutonic teacher uh, teaching over me. When I was on the podium at six foot eight, he would put his arms over me and show, no, 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 like this. I learned a great deal from him about long line and, and how pieces can hold an audience's attention. And the two, one, the Italian versus the German, approaches. I have been so thankful for this uh, incredibly diverse training from two incredible masters. Diverse and balanced at the same time. Yes, exactly. 
Let's talk about this last concert coming up on May mm. the 18th. Let's talk about the program and your return to the stage as a violinist. The program is in a way because of a, a donor, uh, Sarah Kellogg, who said that she would be happy to sponsor our concert if I would just play the violin. And I said, you, you mean as a solo? And I said, yes. And so I tried to figure out what at this point in my life am I comfortable playing in front of the public on the violin? I thought, well, with our wonderful concertmaster, I could prepare the Bach double. I've never had the pleasure of doing the Bach double, which is very unusual for any violinist. And then the, from that, I programmed the whole rest of the concert to be all doubles. So everything is something in pairs, uh, Ruslan and Ludmila Overture, Gold and Silver Waltz, King and I selections. We're even doing a movement from Concerto for Orchestra of Bela Bartok, the second movement, the thing of couples, where each of the instruments is featured in twos. And then I got carried away and I even have three, uh, two pieces that are for threes. So we're featuring our three bassoons and our three trumpets. From what I've seen and from what I've read, you get carried away quite a bit. <laughs> that can happen. I know you have a lot of goals. What are your future plans for the Salisbury Symphony and for yourself as a conductor? I do think within my time here, which I do hope might well double its period at this point. Of course, so much depends on your ear, your health, um, your popularity for that matter. But uh, my own personal goal is to see if I can manage to do this uh, for 50 years, not 25. I think it's feasible. We'll see. I just set that out there. And of course, that's if Salisbury and Rowan want me here. I'm looking forward to seeing you in May on the 18th at 7.30 for the Double Your Fun Pops concert. Thank you. And I just hope you're, in addition to looking forward to seeing me, that you won't regret hearing me afterwards. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you.